Welcome to Monmouth Monthly, a peek into the heart of the Willamette Valley. Each month, we will bring you updates of the things happening in and around town, brought to you by the people who help make it happen. I am your host, Saber Jewel. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for our inaugural podcast. I'm excited today to welcome Monmouth Public Works Director Russ Cooper, Shannon Mandel, who is the, she's the staff liaison for the Skate Park Committee, and we also have Bryce Spreadbury, who was kind of the one with the vision for the Skate Park. He's a local CHS graduate, and they're here today to talk about kind of the beginning of the Skate Park and what we have to look forward to. Uh, so the original Skate Park was built around, what, 1995? Yeah, that's correct. And that skate park, is it the one that we see today? Does it look exactly like that? Have there been changes since that one came to pass? No, actually what it, it started out as uh, the, the dream was, was for a half pipe. And so there was a half pipe that was constructed there. It was a wood structure and, and uh, had uh, a steel deck on it. And then the community uh, wanted to have something that was more of a traditional skate park. And so that's that's where what is there currently came from and and over time the half pipe went away it deteriorated and needed to go away and so that's how we get to today where we're looking to construct a skate park that is you know three times the size of what what is currently there and will you know a size to to meet the needs of both communities monmouth and independence so this is definitely a shared skate park it's called the my town skate park my town being mi that's right all right independence yes very cool. And so, Bryce, how did you get interested in this? Were you in high school at the time using this? Were you constantly at the skate park? Tell us how, how you got involved. Yeah. So I, it was actually after I graduated. I skated for a bit, kind of like in middle school, but kind of like just for a year or so. But once I graduated, I was I didn't have like football, basketball, you know, all those like traditional sports to kind of keep me busy. So I needed to pick up kind of like an individual, an individual, uh, sport. And like, that's where I was like, Oh, I should pick up skateboarding again. I really started skateboarding after I graduated. And I think maybe like a year after I graduated, I kind of like caught wind of someone reached out to dreamland about getting a new skate park in independence. And that was really interesting. Cause like people who use the current skate park kind of know it's like, outdated and like deteriorating a little bit because it is wood so we all like dream about having like a a new skate park so when i heard that i reached out to dreamland and i just sent them an email saying hey like i heard you guys um like someone kind of started the process of getting a skate park built here like i'm interested in like in like talking to someone or like how to kind of restart that process and we ended up setting up like a, a monthly meeting with dreamland and and sean irving from uh the city of independence and that's kind of like what that's kind of like what started the whole process and it kind of took a while to kind of get to the spot where we were like okay it's actually going to be in monmouth this is the location we also had to get another conceptual design done yeah and i think that's how it it went from or that the idea of a community or a regional skate park came about is uh, independence recognized as well that, uh, you know, there's a, there is an existing skate park and it's in a location that is central to the users, both, both communities and, 
and so I think there was some, I'll, I'll say, wisdom in in uh, Sean uh, pointing that direction to say let's let's move toward more of a community uh, skate park. Um, did you ever, in your wildest dreams, think that anybody would ever contact you back when you reached out to Dreamland? Were you were you surprised that it actually went as far as it did? I was a little bit because, like anyone who like is like into skateboarding and familiar with like like who builds skate parks, like you all know, like, like dreamland and Mark Scott, who's, who's the, the founding owner. Like it's like the best. They're, they're the best. And it's like to reach out and like to meet with them and stuff was, was just really, was really cool. And it, it did surprise me, but also like they're, they're local too. Yeah. Dreamland is a, a premier uh, skate park design firm as well as uh, skate park construction uh, company and located here in Oregon. They're uh, over on the coast out of Lincoln City, if I'm not mistaken. And they have uh, designed and built skate parks all around the, the United States for sure and uh, worldwide as well. Right. I think they're right now building one in Israel. Is that's that correct? That's my understanding. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. why they're not building ours right that's now. That's okay. Yeah. We, I, they, looking at the design, it looks like it's going to be worth the wait. Uh, Bryce, how involved? You said you were involved in the design of this skate park? Yeah. Actually, the the community all all had an input in the design. Like the first initial one we had for an independence, people from Silverton, Dallas, Salem, and Corvallis, like local communities came to our meeting to put their input into what they would like to see as far as features and like more street obstacles or transitions and stuff like that. All that input was, was collected by Dreamland, which helped inform how they should go about designing this skate park for this community and surrounding communities. But I'd say like the main, the main feature that was kind of like the talking point was that, that like hollowed out, like saucer type spaceship obstacle. I think that was like a, a big like talking point. And like, we kind of like went over a few like rounds of like discussion on, on what that would look like. And also like why we should have that and and why skateboard skate park should have like a defining feature. One of the great uh, parts of, of how this uh, design came about was that you know, first we had uh, the premier, you know, Dreamland doing uh, the design and kind of the the concepts for us. But then we had the involvement of of actual skaters like Bryce and and some of the other skaters that were involved in the uh, that early uh, work group. That that it was the skaters that were commenting on the design and not you know uh, me who I don't know anything about uh, skating. So it was it was good to have. Uh, and and actually critical to have that uh, component of the the design review. And Shannon, where do you come into all this? What at what point were you involved? Are you a big skater yourself? Are your kids involved in the sport? What what got you into this? I don't know. There was a need, and so I fulfilled the need just to be the staff to support the liaison between the city and the committee and think it's really needed in the community. So I think it's great. Um, I helped with funding. I That's what I was going to say. I, I would, I would take it from a kind of participating and holding the group to get, you know, the, 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 my town committee, you know, making sure that they were organized and moving forward, but also go into the fundraising right. component and, and helping with organizing fundraising and, because that's what I'm thinking. These things can't be free or cheap. So there's money involved in this. So you, you probably were responsible for heading up a lot of any, what kind of fundraisers 
and fun development was done for this? Um, I tried to follow in Bryce's footsteps. They laid a lot of the groundwork early. And so um, as Bryce was going back to school, I think I helped facilitate that role where he had to step out a little bit. So I was able to step in and, and lead that, that hand of um, organizing a fairly large bottle drop collection that we raised a fairly good amount of money. You know how much was raised in that bottle drop fundraiser? $10,000. Oh, great. Excellent. <laughs> that's a lot of cans, y'all. That's, that's a, that lot a lot of cans. cans. Yeah. Yeah. That's multiple dump truck loads of cans. It was multiple dump trucks. Wow. Brought in. So and it was fun. how many volunteers are kind of working on this, this committee, the skate park committee? I would say, I think that what like kind of made this like so streamlined was like, I think like Shannon, myself and my grandma were like kind of like the main like three who kind of like kept in communication and like meet regularly. But like when I needed the support, I would kind of reach out to the Facebook groups and like kind of get get the supporters when I needed them because it seemed like when we would have meetings with a lot of people we wouldn't we wouldn't get as far so it was like we, we had to set up this committee to in order to partner with both the city of Monmouth and city of independence but really it was kind of just myself my grandmother and kind of like Shannon and people from the city of Monmouth who were re- meeting regularly but there's a lot of yeah. fluctuating as we since this process did take years to yeah to make it happen mm-hmm. there was a lot of you know fluctuation in active membership so they'd come and go as you know as they were available 2017 was when the project started for the redesign and everything is that about right i think that's probably about the time when bryce put that into motion mm-hmm. and so as we yeah. moved toward a you know forming an actual group the my town uh work group or committee task force is what it was called um one of the components in that was that the the volunteer group, basically Bryson, his, his grandma, and whoever was there, had to come up with a a uh, a matching component to the project to to show that they had buy into it as well that they that they really wanted to see this happen. And while the work group or the volunteer group was small, when they called on the community, the community did a wonderful job of stepping up to the plate. And when we had these can drives and we could fill a dump truck full of bags of cans and beyond, and we were constantly having people from the, the community drop off uh, cans throughout the, the entire, you know, basically two-year window. It, it was pretty neat. So it was a small, small group organizing it, but the community really stepped up to the plate and not only through can donations, but also cash donations. Curious also, was there state, federal funding applied to this project as well? Yeah, there was. Uh, when uh, we started to move forward, and that was one of the, I'll just call it the, you know, as a public works director and, and looking to try to bring a large, uh, costly project like this forward when when it starts as a, a dream and, and the, the community comes and asks for it, it was wondering where are these funds going to come from? And so, yes, there were some concerns about that. But uh, uh, with Bryce and his team demonstrating that they were committed to it, they had already raised uh, a good portion of that 
uh, $10,000 that they had come up with. Kind of, uh, we did get a, uh, I'll call it a legislative appropriation from our uh, represent, local representative, Senator uh, Patterson and, and Representative Evans, used uh, some of the COVID relief funds, is what I understood the, the dollars to be, to help pushed the project over the line, and, and they had come up with, I think it was $525,000, which is pretty much the funding that we needed to uh, secure that project and ensure that it was going to go forward. If you're just now joining us, we are talking to Monmouth Public Works Director Russ Cooper, uh, Shannon Medell, who is part of the staff liaison team to the Skate Park Committee, and Bryce Bradbury, who is a CHS student, and local boy done good who helped create the skate park. Bryce, are you uh, going to come down for the groundbreaking when that happens in this year? Is that something that you're planning to be a part of? Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. So construction on the new skate park groundbreaking is going to be next month. Have we got an estimate of time of how long that project's going to take to be completed? So what we understand right now is the contractor uh, will... Uh, begin to break ground in March, and then based on the contract, uh, they will need to be done uh, toward the end of June, a couple months of, of construction. I think that's a, a realistic construction window for the skate park. And Bryce touched on some of the design elements. Talk about what this new skate park is going to look like compared to the old one. So, so this skate park is unique in that it, it needed to be designed so that it fit into the, the allotted area that was there. And it's kind of a triangle space that's bordered on one side by a parking lot, the other side by a baseball field, and then the uh, uh, Monmouth Street uh, to, the, to the south. And so it's, it's kind of a, a triangle shape, but it, it transitions from on, on the south end is the highest elevation of it. And so as you kind of move through it from, from south to north, uh, you 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 start at a higher elevation, and and work your way to the what I'll call the bottom end, which is it's it's set up so that there's at least three distinct areas within the skate park uh, that that I think can be used different ways. It's kind of nice because on the outside of the the skate park, there's kind of like bumps to kind of maintain your speed, so people can be skating on the outside of the skate park on the rails and ledges and stuff while people are skating the inside of the skate park. There's like on the, on the South end, there's, there's the outside area to skate, but also the inside area. And then on the North end, there's the, the bowl to skate. So, so yeah, as far as how many people can be skating it with, when a skate park is set up this way, you can kind of be in your, you can have like three or four groups kind of going at the same time and like almost doing your own thing. It's, it's kind of nice that way there definitely can be like that many people or more at the skate park at one time and the main thing is like there's like some unspoken etiquette like at a skate park like keeping an eye out like this person's going and they might be going this way like i should wait and like and stuff like that so there's like kind of like oh it's my turn i'm gonna go do this type thing so there might be like 20 30 people there but it's pretty common for maybe like four to five people to be skating at one time because like I think in skateboarding we call it like oh you're snaking someone by like going into their line or like going while they're going it's kind of like cutting in line almost you know the way our skate park set up is like there's really good visibility like you kind of kind of like see like on the perimeter you can see across like whether someone's going to go you obviously can see who's like in the transitions and whatnot so I think like, I think it's set up really really good and of course Dreamland thinks of all these things the perimeter is 
a great spot for beginners to kind of like just start learning because there's it's flat for one and then there's i call them like bumps speed bumps can, can kind of like go over pump over like a bump which will like get you speed and it's kind of like an obstacle that's good for learning before you get to like a transition and even before transition like banks which are just they're like straight down they don't have any transition to them those are also great for learning all along the west side there's a brick bank which is which is really good for people who are are wanting to kind of like drop down into into something but don't want to commit to dropping in on a transition. I think it's, it's going to be really good for beginners in that way, just to be kind of like out on the perimeter and be on your own, but also be there at the skate park. I think advanced skateboarders are drawn to either like a unique thing or something that's just, it's nice to have rig really like big rails or like big transitions. But I think an advanced skater is, they like something that's like, just like done right, like the right height rail or the bull on the the north end is definitely going to be it's going to be it's going to be a a feature that brings people to Monmouth. And personally, I I skate Silverton, and I would drive to Eugene in the winter when it's dark out to go skate Eugene. And I think that and that is a, a Dreamland skate park as well. For visual people who need to see this as it's being described, we will have a link to it on our website. Uh, It's on the city of Monmouth's website currently, and we will link to it in the show notes. So everybody can take a look at the the mock-up that's there right now. Because the mock-up that we have right now, that's, that's what it's going to look like. Is that, is that, is that set in stone, Russ? It's a pretty good uh, um, concept of what is going to be constructed, yes. Okay. And you did mention that there's an other parks connected to the skate park. Are they also going to be getting a facelift as well? Yeah, so this park, um, it's called the Monmouth Recreation Park. In the city's uh, uh, parks master plan shows this park having some improvements. And one of those improvements was the skate park. Uh, but yes, we are also breaking ground on a, on a larger park improvement that will include uh, walking paths throughout this park. It will improve the parking lot. It's going to replace the, the bathroom facilities, which are classic 19, late 60s bathrooms that hardly anybody would want to use. And so there's going to be a lot of improvements uh, that go along with the skate park and help to make this area, uh, you know, when we talk about bringing people to the destination, these other uh, supporting improvements are going to make it a a much better place and and improve the regional feature of the park. Excellent. And Bryce touched on this about the impact that it's going to have on the Monmouth Independence community. He talked about building some tourism around it. What do we think for the locals? What do we think the impact of this is going to be for our local community? Russ, you want to talk about that? The the main thing is, is that it provides a regional sized skate park that that when I when I look at our park system, Monmouth's park system, and, and ask the question, what, what facilities are being used the most year-round? The skate park ranks right up there with one of the most used facilities in our park system. And so this is going to give a new, you know, a new feel to it, a larger feel. It'll be able to accommodate more users. And so I think it's just a great improvement, not, not only for our kids. I mean, I see plenty of uh, young adults. I don't see many people my age out there skating, but uh, certainly is going to provide more opportunity. I want to add to what Russ said a little bit. I think for like, like what's missing for like Monmouth Independence is a skate park, I think is such a huge component in 
community recreation because a skate park is it hosts a number of like community like recreational activities like skateboarding, biking, rollerblading, scootering, and then the, the age range and all those activities. There's not really a limit there, so it it serves a huge huge demographic as far as that goes. And I think like with me getting into skateboarding, it was okay. Like I was really into football and all the team sports, which is great up until you graduate. And then, and then what do you do? You know, it's like if kids can kind of find something at a young age that they're able to sustain far past when they graduate and good for them in many ways, it's, I think it's huge. Is there, and this may be too early to say, uh, Shannon and Russ, if the public wants to get involved now or when this, the skate park is opened, is there going to be a way? Is there going to be classes? Is there a way for the public to give money and funding? Is, is the part of the funding done? What, what's going to be needed in the future? You know, we're still accepting donations for this. While the, while the skate park itself is fully funded, the construction of the skate park, there's amenities like benches or uh, bike racks or, or drinking fountains that uh, are going to support this facility. And so we're still accepting donations and that's where those funds would go to uh, if, if people are, are wanting to donate. As we look at how will this uh, skate park provide opportunity, the city uh, park and rec department uh, offers each year a, a what we call mini grants. And so Bryce was a, a recipient of one of those and put on a I think what we'll call a skating clinic. It was actually even bigger than that. I could see moving forward that there will be individuals in the community who may want to put on some sort of a skating rodeo or here, come on out. This is how we learn to skate or use these particular features. And and through that park and rec funding grant, I could see that being a way for that to occur. And I suppose the the Mm -hmm. sky is open for opportunity. Tell us more about how to donate, Shannon. On the City of Monmouth website, there is a link that will lead you to where you can um, donate money, okay. just directly through the website. Uh, Bryce, I feel like the one thing that we haven't really talked about is your grandmother. She keeps coming up in conversation. <laughs> Tell me more about your grandmother and how she's involved. Yeah, so my grandma, she's huge. She was a huge part of of this project and kind of keeping it going. The reason why she got kind of stoked on this was she was watching an OPB bit on skateboarding and it, there was snow all over the ground and they were kind of showing the, the soccer facilities and the, all these fields that weren't being used, but they panned over to the skate park and it was just full of kids participating in community recreation. And, and I think that's where what she's big on, like, like kids need something to do and not everyone does football or whatever. So yeah, she was. She's a big advocate for that, and she's the one who kind of kept me in line as, like, oh, like how's the skate park doing, or oh, we, what's next, or whatnot, you know. And she was always a part of the meetings, and yeah, yeah. I think Barbara had a great <laughs> sense of that that dreams don't just happen overnight, and that there is a 
there is a certain amount of time and persistence. And, you know, she did, she came to these meetings and then uh, routinely she would stop by the office and she'd bring in a bag of cans. And, and it was yeah. always funny because they were 40 ounce, you know, beer can <laughs> bottles that she, you know, she admittedly was embarrassed that she was bringing them in, but they had come from the local park down where she's at. And, uh, uh, you know, so it was just, it was her persistence and, and she understood that, that these projects take time to develop and, and come to uh, fruition. And, and so I agree. I think she, she helped even, uh, you know, myself in, in making sure that we just keep, keep it moving forward. It's a slow process. It rolls forward. And uh, so, yes, definitely a, a big uh, player in, in making this thing reality. Well, we are looking forward to the groundbreaking and Bryce, we can't wait to welcome you back. Uh, you live in Portland right now, right? Yeah, okay. but I'm, I'm, I'm coming to Monmouth all the time. So, and even more after we get this thing open. So thank you for, yeah. for being a part of this community and creating this incredible uh, skate park for everybody to use now into the future. All right, I want to say a special thank you to our guests today, Shannon Medell, Russ Cooper, and Bryce Spreadbury for coming on to the inaugural Monmouth Monthly Podcast to talk about the upcoming skate park. We look forward to welcoming the community to that groundbreaking. Stay tuned to the city website and your newsletter for more information about what that event is going to look like. And also stay tuned next month. We're going to have guests on to talk about the new trolley that is going in between Monmouth and Independence to take you to the river to the university. Thank you for joining us on Monmouth Monthly, and we will talk to you again next month. Thank you for joining us for Monmouth Monthly. My name is Sabre Jewel. Our music is Catching Up by Chill Study, and we recorded Indie Commons, which is a co-working community in Independence, Oregon. Please find us wherever you find podcasts, rate, review, tell a friend, and we will see you next month.